Welcome to the Strategic HR Show, the podcast series from FutureSolve, where we talk to senior business and HR leaders to share their advice on how to make better people decisions in the workplace and get the best out of their people. For show notes and free bonus resources, simply visit www.futuresolve.com forward slash podcast. And remember, if you'd like some help solving your strategic HR challenges, get in touch with us at FutureSolve. Whether it's developing your leaders and teams, hiring better people, creating a high performance culture, or something else, we'll help you boost the performance of your people and your business. Okay, let's get started. Welcome listeners to the Strategic HR Show. We are very excited for this episode. We have with us Jessica Winder, a VP of HR and has a ton of experience helping organizations navigate many awesome topics like today's topic, which is pay equity and understanding that and making sure we can help companies overcome some of those questions and things and topics that are happening right now. Jessica, do you want to give a little bit of to our listeners about your background, a snapshot about you and your experience, and uh, maybe also, you know, what you're doing in your current role and how you're supporting. Yeah. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here and talk to you about this topic because it's a juicy one and there's so many avenues we could go down it. But yes, so my current role, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none, I guess. But no, my background, I've been doing HR for 13 years. I'm now in an HR executive role where I work fully remote for a marketing agency that I am based in Las Vegas. They are based on the East Coast. So it's great for me because my day is done pretty pretty early, but I have to get up early. So in addition to that, I have my own career coaching business where I coach individuals, normally as professionals of color, specifically women, to get more out of their career, whether that is negotiating their salaries or prepping for performance reviews or doing their resumes. And then final thing is I just wrote a book. So I'm now a, like a published author, which sounds crazy to say, but it's so nice. It took me months and months and months to finish it, but it's done. And the book is a career-focused journal called The Hidden Gym Within. It's basically prompting you to do journal entries to get to where you want to be. So to get you through different levels in your career, let's say you are an individual contributor that wants to be a manager, the book will help you think through how to get there. What do you need to do? How do you need to talk to leadership? So those are things that are top of mind to me. And if I had to say, if I had a niche within the HR field, it would definitely be early stage startup companies being the first HR person they hire with the ability to build it from the ground up. So I like to be able to come in and build HR people operations talent from nothing. So bring me in when you have nothing in place and I'm your girl. <laughs> yeah, it's usually fun because you get to wear so many hats and yes. really innovate and really build everything from the ground up without having to, you know, Without having to correct other people's mistakes. Yeah. So, but other people find it scary because sometimes when I tell other HR people, they're like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on everybody's, you know, experience and preference. I'm the same way. I love startups. I love, you know, a lot of times being creative and innovative and creating things from the ground up because it just brings a lot of room for creativity, you know? And, absolutely. And so well, let's get into the juicy topic of pay equity. I know I reached out to you because you had an awesome example that you were sharing that was getting a lot of comments on LinkedIn. But, you know, pay equity is definitely a significant area that many senior HR and business leaders are trying to resolve today. 
you know, they wanted to know how is it affecting my employees? How is it affecting people that I'm talking to to bring into the company? How is it affecting how people feel? So, you know, before we go into it, you know, what are things that you're seeing that are issues or things that are trends in that specific area today? Yeah, there are so many. So for context, the post I made was about how at a previous organization, I had a candidate tell me her salary expectations and they were $80,000. And that was significantly under what we were paying people in the same role in the company. And so I basically told her, no, no, I'm not going to tell the hiring manager that I'm going to write down 105 because that was the average mid-range of what people in that same role were already making at the company. And I wanted her to get the same thing. So I didn't want her to lowball herself. And so I wrote down 105 and I made a post about this because I think it's so important for if you're in people ops, if you're in talent and you have this information, so you know the range, specifically if you know the average of the people that are currently in the role, it is pivotal that you give that information to candidates. Because I could have presented her as an awesome candidate who is looking for $80,000 and maybe the hiring manager would have given her maybe 90 to make her happy, quote unquote, but that would have been well below her peers. So she would have come in at a disadvantage. And as we know, people talk. So eventually she would have found out that she was underpaid. So then we start this vicious cycle of like feeling like you're underpaid and like you can't catch up. It would have taken her years to get a salary bump good enough to get to where her peers were when they started. And so I think that is such a pivotal thing to talk about is like starting people where they are equal, because if not, it takes them years to catch up. So it would have taken her three to four promotions to get where her peers were when they started on day one. And that's not equity. That's not fair. Statistically, if you go look, most people of color or women do not negotiate during the hiring process. You tell them a number and they say, okay. Whereas most men will negotiate and say, oh, I want this number instead. And so it creates this unequal balance where you get it if you ask for it. And if you don't, you just don't. And yeah. I know the saying like closed mouths don't get fed, but some people are just afraid and they've never been coached on how to actually ask for more money. Yeah. And sometimes it's also, you know, the candidate is in a place where they need to take care of their family and their main thing is I want to land the job. Absolutely. They want to price themselves out, but at the same time, they don't have all the information that you have. So having a policy in place or a way to actually help an individual just because they don't know the number, or maybe they do a better job, but they were working for a lot less before, doesn't mean they need to stay in that range, right? If they have the chance, they have the skill set, they have everything that everybody else has, they need to be given that same chance. Yes. And just because somebody doesn't ask or afraid to it is also not fair. And I really like that story and post because I was wondering in my mind, how many people in your shoes make that decision today? Are they making the right choice? And do companies even know when that choice is made? And how do we improve on it? Because that's things that are not always processes. They may be even just conscious decisions where people are making that. And how do you put process around conscious decisions where you influence that as a company? I think one of the ways to do that is a lot of states and cities now have what they call a salary history band, 
where it is illegal to ask people what they were making before. And it is for this reason, because if you were underpaid before and then you interview for a new job and I have to tell you I made X, Y, Z and I was already underpaid and then you base my new salary on what I was doing before, then you're continuing this cycle of underpaying people. And right. so that is one way to do it is to just not ask people what they were making before. Now, a lot of candidates still use that number. You know, they'll say I made 50K before. So at my next job, I want to try to make 60. And they're basing it off of their history and not off of the actual essential functions of the job. So that would be my number one tip. What is the job not based on what you made before? Because you could have been significantly underpaid before and you're just going to continue that cycle if you don't stop. 100%. And on the flip side, you also have people that are overpaid and then yes. they'll find themselves taking a long time to even find the career or opportunity because of that. So knowing what the job is, what the skill is, what the industry is versus where you are is really important. I see a lot of, you know, products online, even on TikTok, where you could go and look up your salary as oh, yeah. now these days. So, so yeah. visibility is happening, data is happening, even the laws are changing to provide visibility. So we just need to be aware to know how to look and what to look for. Yeah. And I think to your point, there are so many avenues now. One of them is like LinkedIn now has a feature where you can look at salaries. You can go on Glassdoor and look at people in their reviews, but do your research yourself to know what people in your same role with your same years of experience in your same city. Those are the three criteria I would use and then find out what's a good range. Yeah. Awesome. Well, where can we tell, you know, business leaders or CEOs that are trying to address this problem in their business, what's your advice for them on where to start? You know, is it following the laws or is it going above and beyond? And what does that look like? I'm a big believer, put the salary range on the job description. So do not put out a job description that doesn't have at least a salary range. And I mean a true range, because I've seen a post now where someone will post a job and the range is like $100,000. Like, is that really realistic? And a lot of companies are doing that because they legally now have to post the range in some states, in some cities. And so they're trying to overcompensate and say like, well, it could be 100,000 to 200,000. That's not real. What is actually the number? So I think if I was talking to a CEO right now, I would say that's step number one is transparency. Now, before you do that, though, I warn you, make sure your current employees are being paid in compensation in that same range because they will go look. <laughs> it will absolutely happen if you post a job and somebody has that same job, they will go look and see what's the range because if they're not in that range, then as they should, they will have questions. So. Step number one is make sure your current compensation people are being played fairly. And then step two is be transparent, put the ranges on the job description. Yeah, no, those are great, great, definitely next steps. And if you haven't even addressed both of them, definitely do that now. Understand what the market is, see if your people are underpaid or overpaid or in the range, make sure you're bulletproof on that, and then begin putting it out on the job description so that everybody is treated fairly at least and have the right knowledge and base point to relate to. Roadblocks, if a leader wants to do that, you know, you mentioned that there's some roadblocks. Like I've heard stories where companies put a range, even if it's not a huge range, and employees just automatically say, I need to be at the highest point possible. Of course. And there's a lot of things that go into that, you know, yeah. education, skill level, experience, so on and so forth. So, you know, is there certain ways to educate people on how to even look at that range. Because 
whenever they see a range, they just go straight to the highest number. And so, you know, is there a way to overcome that? Or from your point of view, because you work on both the business side and the candidate side, you know, what's your advice on making sure that they align there? There absolutely has to be some education because most people, when they see a range to your point, they will automatically go to, well, I need to be at the top because I do X, Y, Z task. Whereas you need to understand how the comp team or the HR team, depending on how big the company is, how are they getting to these numbers? So I once worked at a large organization where we had an entire comp team. All they did was analyze the data, look at information internal and external to the company to get these numbers. And they would do what they called these like educational lunch and learns, where they would explain how they got to the numbers that they got to and how certain people got what they got. So if you had this many years of experience, or if you had this certification, then you would qualify for this amount of money. So it was transparent and it was clear. The problem a lot of companies get into is that they don't explain why and people will make up their own narrative. So if you don't give them information, they will make up information. So you have to start with the education part because if people don't understand why or if they think it's inequitable, so if they think someone's getting something they're not and they're working hard and somebody else is working less, that's where you get into the culture problems. Yes, absolutely. Couldn't have been said better, Jessica. Well, if you wanted to give you know one piece of advice to our listeners from your perspective and where you sit today, what would that be? Maybe one piece of advice from you on pay equity or treating people equally and how to really just you know start somewhere. Yeah. So this one, I think might rub some people the wrong way, but hear me out. Mm -hmm. My one piece of advice would be to share your salary with somebody, tell them what you're making. And I say that because one time in my career, I went to lunch with someone, a peer, and I identify as a black female. This peer was a white male. We were in the same role, same years of experience, same college degrees. And we started talking and he disclosed to me what he was making. And that was the only reason I found out that I was underpaid is because he told me what he made. And he even asked me, what do you make? Like, are we at the same level? And so this was all over lunch. Like we had a whole conversation about me being underpaid and it never would have happened. And this was early in my career, probably maybe five years into my career. And so I think part of being an ally or whatever you want to self-identify as is helping people get information. And a way to do that is to tell your peers what you make because it will open doors for them. And maybe you find out information that you guys make the same thing or that someone has a certification that you don't have. Because once I knew this about him, I asked him like, oh, do you have this type of certification? Do you, you know, have you been training in this? Maybe you have something that I don't have. And there was nothing we could find. We spent the whole lunch trying to figure out why he made more money than me. And so that was like the biggest eye opener of that. I would have never found that out unless he told me. And so... I would say on the flip side, so that's to employees. On the flip side, to leadership, know that your employees talk and that they are going to talk about their salaries. So get ahead of it. Make sure that you're having education or you're talking to them about it and being transparent because they will find out, especially now. So this was, you know, almost 10 years ago earlier in my career. But now with TikTok, I have seen so many TikToks where employees are just flat out telling you their salary, where they work, what they do. It's just out there. <laughs> that is true. Even the laws about you not being yes. able to close that are changing now. You could post it on Twitter and exactly. most nobody can do anything about it. It's protected. It's definitely changing the game. 
And speaking of TikTok and Twitter and some of the, you know, all of the new stuff that's happening in the platforms, from where you're sitting, what does the future hold for HR, you know, and the world of work and how should listeners best prepare for it? I think really the future of HR, people operations, talent is truly understanding the business and being a business unit that is there to help everyone get to where they need to be. And I say that in that way because even earlier in my career, I once had a leader who told me, Jessica, the only way you're going to get to the C-suite is for you to understand the business. So you need to go talk to operations. You need to talk to sales. You need to talk to product. And you need to understand the business and their pain points or else how can you be effective if they are your clients and you do not know what they do or you don't know what's the issue? And I truly think if you're in people operations or talent, the current employees are your clients. So you need to understand what's going on with your clients. So kind of like customer service or client management or account management, think of it in that way and make sure that you truly understand the business. And so I think that is the future of HR. It's not administrative. It's not task oriented. It is strategic understand the business. Wow. That's awesome. And that's hundred percent the case because everybody that gets to the sweet suite or makes a contribution or makes an impact on business has to see the business holistically mm -hmm. and see the, all the whole picture and be able to contribute in a way where it's impacting all areas versus just being siloed. And so HR has been behind on that and moving, but now has been on the forefront with all the things that are happening and after the pandemic and all the changes that are like 50 years of change in like two years happening have made us or given us the opportunity to now do that if we can. So I, I definitely agree with that. And everybody that's listening, if you can be strategic and you can have a seat at the table, that is definitely the future. Absolutely. 100%. Well, Jessica, you know, I could probably talk to you all day. You always share awesome things that make me think about it and really, you know, ponder on new areas. And I wanted to, you know, thank you for that. I wanted to give you a uh, time to let our listeners know that if they were to reach out to you or have questions or even want to work with you, what should they do next? Yeah, absolutely. So my biggest social media and where I post the most, where I look the most is LinkedIn without a doubt. So if you type in Jessica D. Winder, you will absolutely be able to find me. And then my career coaching business is called Hidden Gym Career Coaching. So if you just type hiddengymcareercoaching.com, you'll be able to find me there. And then the book, The Hidden Gym Within is on Amazon. Awesome. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for being a guest today. Really enjoyed the conversation and we look forward to a lot more chats. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us today on the Strategic HR Show, the podcast series from FutureSolve, where we talk to senior business and HR leaders to share their advice on how to make better people decisions in the workplace and get the best out of their people. For show notes and free bonus resources, simply visit www.futuresolve.com forward slash podcast. We'd love it if you subscribe, like, and share the show with any friends and colleagues who are looking for fresh ideas on how to make better people decisions in their business. And remember, if you'd like some help solving your HR challenges, get in touch with us at FutureSolve. Whether it's developing your leaders and teams, hiring better people, creating a high-performance culture, or something else, we'll help you boost the performance of your people and your business. 
thanks and see you soon.